Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live! Hello, everyone, this evening. This is Walter with Geek Vibes Live. And tonight we will be going over all things in cinema and talking about the marvels of them as well as the negative things within them as too. Uh, mostly about superheroes and some other crazy shit. I would like to introduce my co host for the show. Uh, first, Sir Nicholas. Nicholas, how are you doing? I'm good. Um... I didn't realize, like, I thought Dane was hosting this show, but are you, are you taking, are, did, did you kill Dane? <laughs> did We're Dane lovers. get kidnapped again? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I won't judge that. Proceed. Kanan, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, Sir Kanan? Dude, you, you remind me of Pete Holmes doing his Charles Xavier uh, skit. That's what you sound like. You sound like Charles Xavier. But anyways, uh, no, I'm doing really good, man. Uh, it's been a great week for uh, Tennessee sports, and uh, looking forward to talking all things geek with uh, Nick and Walter and uh, Dane when he shows back up. Yeah, I, I gotta stop this now. <laughs> I, I just like kind of <laughs> went to it. I was like, I wanted to do Walter Cronkite. But I realized right as I was about to do it, I don't know how the fuck he talks. So I started speaking British and just cut it to Walter, and that was that wonderful uh, mess. Yeah, you definitely sounded sounded a bit like Sir Patrick Stewart. (laughs) I'll give Caden that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that was him right there. Uh, this is another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live. Like I said, this is Dane, by the way, if you didn't get confused by all that. Uh, we got another awesome show uh, for tonight, and we're going to be talking about, you know, everything Marvel, DC, and, and, and just movies in general. So um, definitely want to check this out on all of our social media uh, gimmicks between, you know, at an Instagram, we got a Twitter, we got a Facebook, Geek, Geeks Vibes Nation, and then GVNation.com of our news, uh, all of our topics that we have, our writers do, and everything like that. You can listen to us on iTunes, blog, blog talk, obviously. Um, I think I got all the, the, the appropriate things out. Um, this is a scary concept because I haven't hosted a show in a while, so I'm steering the ship, and hopefully I don't do the Titanic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess let's start off with the topic today. I'm hoping that uh, if Joel... Uh, you know, message us. I don't know where he is. Um, he's he's missing. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. Uh, the whole you know drama between if Kanan actually found Joel and took him to a cabin is holding him hostage there. We don't know if that conspiracy is true or not, but it continues to possibly. We have, I haven't talked on the phone with him in a very long time. I've been talking to Kanan from two different people. You know, I mean, it really is that possible. Uh, maybe he maybe, cabin where where never mind. Anyways, um <laughs> this is off to sorry. 
guys. Joel, fuck Joel. That's that's my that's my take on all this. Fuck him. Fuck him. Oh God! All right, so we're gonna start off the news with two things from celebrities tweeting something randomly and us nerds speculating for fucking reason. First one, Tom Hiddleston. He's back as Loki, and he tweeted something very cryptic that had all the nerds in a buzz. And I'm trying to pull this thing up really horribly right now. And it said, Loki, more stories to tell, more mischief to make, more to come. Now, I'm excited about this theory. I really would like to know, well, I mean, don't tell us anyways, but I, I'd like to know what time period this is. If, if this is after Infinity War, somehow Loki survived, or if this is beforehand, which I'm kind of hoping for, because they can do a lot of cool stuff within the past with Loki, obviously. I mean, he's been around for a, a while. He's a demigod. So um, the tweet means nothing to me, though. I mean, it's just a tweet and him acknowledging it. I don't know if there's more information to this, this you know, other than that, other than that but uh, it's cool, you know. He, he's, he's excited. He, he wrote a poem or some shit. Uh, Nick, <laughs> how do you feel about this poem? Uh, I am kind of in the same uh, boat as you. Um, and again, please don't don't Titanicus. Um, essentially, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a tweet, you know, a nice a nice little poetic tweet uh, from our good friend Tom Hiddleston. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, it, I'm definitely excited to see more Loki. And you know, I I would assume that we're going to get like really, really good content from the Disney streaming service. And this is going to be one of those things. And yeah, I mean, the biggest question for me, which this tweet does not answer is like, just like you, when does this take place? Um, And I have a feeling that's not going to be revealed for a while. Um, Probably not until after infinity wars uh, or excuse me, Avengers four. So you know, I mean, I think we're still going to have to wait for that. But like you said, I mean, he's excited for the role. Like, um, he obviously uh, has an affinity for the character. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm game. I can't wait to see where they go with the character, what, what kind of situations they put him in. And, and hopefully, you know, kind of what I'm hoping for, too, is, is um, you know, you're, you're going to want the comedic elements, the mischief uh, side of things. But it, it'll be fun to focus a little more on anti, uh, Loki, the antihero, um, which we get here and there. But I mean, he he spends most of his time within the confines of the MCU, uh, playing more of the sympathetic bad guy, not the antihero. Um, so it'll be interesting if we can get that side of the character, um, you know, in in his uh, I guess one-offs, if you will. Yeah, actually, that's a very good point. I would like to see Loki definitely embody comedic elements and be more of, you know, the mischief side of things. You know, the 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 way that they, they write scenes between Loki and other characters, obviously. I'm assuming there's a possibility if this is the path that Thor could be in this, like Chris Emsworth could be in an episode. So regardless of him, but that the way that he interacts with people. But I do want to see Loki as a badass. I want to see Loki doing some cool shit. He is a god. I'm, there's a lot of stories to be told, uh, you know, deep within Norse mythology they can fall back on if they want, outside the comic books themselves. So yeah. uh, it's interesting. But, uh, Kanan, how did you feel about the tweet? Uh, and does this, uh, you know, add to your excitement about the Loki uh, show on the DC streaming app? Um, 
you know, in the future? Disney. The Disney Plus streaming app. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, the tweet right. was... I forgot about it. <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, it's a... Um, I mean, it's him confirming what we already really knew. Um, but at the same time, uh, I don't... I just don't know how excited I am for this series because Loki's always been kind of uh, um, the upfront villain character of the MCU. I mean, he's always been a consistent character. Um, I mean, he's as consistent as Iron Man and some of the other people. I mean, he's just – he's been that villain. Um, you know, Thanos kind of was in the shadows, and he'd make a cameo here and there. But I think Loki's had, you know – a lot of telling. I mean, what is there really else to tell? And honestly, uh, you know, we argued about this on uh, Facebook, but is this going to be Loki picking up after Infinity War? Because if it is, I don't want that. Because I want his death to mean something. And I really, you know, I want that that death to kind of be what motivated Thor to do what he did. And I know that they're going to go back and fix some of that stuff in Avengers 4, but I mean, you can't, you know, they keep talking about these movies having repercussions and consequences. Well, you can't have movies with uh, consequences if you keep going back and fixing everything. Um, you know, so I'm hoping that this series will be before Infinity War, if that's what they're going to do. I think there is stuff that they can tell, but I just don't know that we really need to see any more Loki. And this is only going to be a limited series. Um, I think they said the the rumored... Uh, it's like six to eight episodes or something like that. Now, I wouldn't mind seeing something with Scarlet Witch. You know, I don't mind the Bucky and Falcon uh, series. Uh, I just I just don't know how excited I am for Loki. Like I said, I, I think I'd like to see Tom Hiddleston kind of move on and, and, and do something else, um, you know, with his career. I think he's a really talented actor. Um, this is just one series that they're coming out with that I'm just not hyped for. Um, but for fans that are hyped for it, you got your confirmation, and uh, I guess we'll just see what Disney has in store. I think it's an interesting point that what you're saying, like, it, it, his death should mean something, and I totally agree with you there, and I, like, will be um, oh, uh, equally, maybe not equally, but a little upset if, if it takes place after um, Infinity War. Um, but like I said, if, if you can paint him in the sort of anti-hero light, and have it take place because he doesn't really take his his um, heel turn until Thor, uh, the very first Thor, um, and a lot of that had to do with some revelations within the MCU for the character and all these kinds of things. Um, but I think there's there's some definitely some stories that you can you can you know pull together, uh, and there's enough that we don't know about the character. I mean, we know a lot about. Thor and like who he was hanging out with, um, you know, Lady Sif and, and all those um, other warriors. Um, but we don't, there's a lot that we don't know about Loki and even some of those characters could pop up. Um, so I think if they make it set even before the first Thor movie, um, that would be like my ideal place to like see Loki um, kind of as, as this sort of anti-hero uh, type character. Well, there's also the pop uh, the possibility that you could just do him a villain piece. I mean, or show aspects of him being a villain in the sense of like not 
not redeeming as much, um, you know, if, if he is an anti-hero. Sure. Like with the punch, obviously he has redeeming qualities, even though he's a lot fucked up and murder a bunch of people, uh, you know, which are awesome scenes on the uh, television show. Anyways, um, but, you know, shit, one of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm not saying they're going to try to make it like this, but we're going to be talking about it later on tonight anyways, was Breaking Bad. And that was definitely a villain piece. So I'm just saying that you can still make a story and have villain aspects come out because Loki, he is evil no matter – well, he's not evil. How do I phrase this? Um, he's selfish, I guess, and yeah, he has no problem. Yeah, yeah and, and I agree because with, with, the, with the deaths meaning something, I completely agree with that concept because it goes back to Phil Coulson, and then they make right after Avengers, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and completely contradicts that. You know, I, it's part of me wants them not only to be prequels, but thinks that mainly with Scarlet Witch and Loki shows, it, it allows people to have their cake and eat them, too, because if both those shows are prequels, if Quicksilver is completely dead, which he hasn't been back since Avengers 2, if Vision is completely dead after the events of Infinity War, and if Loki is also dead because of that same film, we get to see them back in some sort of way and maybe have the actors reprise the roles while having their death actually mean something because they don't come back after that. That's what I would hope. Um, and I also think that that's partially what they're thinking with this. Um, but any last words um, maybe related to that last statement or anything else before we move on uh, to the next uh, Twitter post from a celebrity? Uh, Nick? <laughs> no, I'm good. Let's, uh, let's get to all the tweets. All right, Kanan, do you got anything else? No, man, I'm good on that one. <laughs> All right, so the next one, uh, John Cena, wrestler, actor, um, dreamy, giant man. Um, Media. He posted a, cryptic, a very cryptic post um, on, on Twitter uh, with the Captain America shield, and people went bonkers about it. Um now, I have no idea if that means what I think it means, which is that Chris Evans is going to fight John Cena this year in New York City at WrestleMania. Uh, could, basically, this could be nothing. This could be something. He could have sent praise. Like, you know, I mean, John Cena has that American boy quality, especially if you watch wrestling, you kind of know that. So. I mean, maybe he just was saying he likes Captain America. I have no idea. If he, if he put a picture, basically, of, you know, uh, Mega Man, I don't think that he's going to be Mega Man in a movie. So I, maybe people are <laughs> thinking too much about this. I don't know. Could it be possibly with the Bucky and Falcon show, as, as maybe he got cast in that as something? I have no idea. That, that's a huge speculation. That's a leap. But we're going to be talking about leaps and rumors and all that stuff. So... Nick, what do you think about this? And is there a possibility this could be something more than nothing? Uh, it could be, but it's less less likely that, or more likely rather, that it's just nothing. Um, I mean, I, I, I this happens all the time. Where where you know celebrities, you know, will post something up like this, and 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 naturally, we in the geek community are always looking for the next thing. And so, you know, if, if we um, and we love to speculate. We love to fan cast. We love to speculate on all these different variables and possibilities. Um, so it's fun for us, but that's kind of where, where I, you know, like call it the end of the line. Like it's fun for us to speculate. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't think it really means anything. 
um, in the, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it could, but it could more easily not. So, um, but like now, if you were to ask me, um, what would I like to see John Cena involved in? You know the the you know a, a Captain America spinoff show. Um, you know with with um, with Bucky and Falcon. Like fuck yeah, dude! I'd love to see like dude, John Cena is. Um, he, he's kind of done what only really The Rock has been able to do as far as like making that transition, as far as from wrestling to film and other medium. Um, he's been one of the one of basically one of two guys who have been able to do it. Uh, plenty of other people have tried. I might give a little um, like I, I'd like to give a um, like a shout out to Andre the Giant though his his um, uh, like I, I I don't think you can kind of put him in the same category. Um, Anybody as, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like one of the most memorable performances, but like he didn't have an acting career. He had an acting role that is just beloved by so many, um, and for good reason. Um, but nevertheless, like uh, I, you know, I would love to see Cena. I think his his comedic uh, timing and um, uh, you know just essentially like his his chops and and his. The fact that he doesn't take himself too seriously, I think, would fit right in with all of those guys that are over um, working with Disney and Marvel. Um, I think he would fit right in. Now, as far as what role he might play, I have no idea. I saw a name of some comic book character that I don't even know who at one point picked up the sh- the shield, um, apparently, in the comics. Um, and, you know, if, if that were the case, I mean, I guess that would be fine. Um, but, like, it, it just... In any sense, like if you want to put John Cena in something um, that's like superhero related, I've got no qualms with it. I, I think it would be awesome because I mean I got a lot of respect for the guy, and I think, like I said, I mean it's The Rock and then him, and then the, the you know after that it's a fucking nosedive of a cliff as far as anybody else that has been able to do what they um, have been able to achieve. So um, got a lot of mad props to both of those guys. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I just think that his, if he were to, play, you know, if, if if I'm theorizing with the concept of possibly him having a role within that show, I think that the humor that's written for, you know, between Bucky and Captain Falcon, obviously it's going to be an action show, be some type of espionage, you know, whatever, some type of war show, but it's still going to have that humor that they have, you know, back and forth. John Cena seems like he could do that, and he's also yeah. – you know, in the past with movies like even the Marine, as as, as cheesy as that sounds, sure. he can play that action hero straight laced. Or a better example of that is the Wall with Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's he can he yeah. can show that he's aggressive. So I'm I'm thinking U.S. Agent, if anything, John Walker, who kind of tried to uh, Captain America nice. step down, he tried to be the one that was appointed by the government. You can bring mm-hmm. Ross into it. You know, Jawan kind of came up with half of this, and I just gave a character from the comics for it. But, yeah, so I believe what happened, and some comic fan will yell at me if I'm wrong, uh, probably a lot. But I <laughs> of course. USA came when um, Captain America became nomad, and the government appointed a new Captain America. And later he would lead the West Coast Avengers. He was much more a brash, aggressive version of Cap, basically. Very similar to the ultimate Captain America. Uh, so 
you could kind of do something like that, or you could even do something where that's the new cap and what the twist is. He's actually the grand director, which if you guys know Captain America, that was the guy that replaced Cap when he went under the ice. Basically, oh, God, this is going to get a little bit nerdy before I pass to Kanan. <laughs> when Stanley decided to have the Avengers find Captain America ice, people were like, well, what the fuck? How the hell did that happen? You know, Captain America were in these comics throughout the 50s. Um, even though that happened in the, the origin tale of him going under the water, they still used it. They said – oh, uh, this was a Nazi, like, sleeper cell called the Grand Director that looked exactly like him, and then they had him be Captain America, and that's what they were saying was the Captain America during that time. Then he became a villain, blah, blah, blah. So there's ways they could incorporate John Cena or lots of weird aspects that they do in the comic books. So who knows? Kanan, get me to shut up at, right now. <laughs> shut up, Dave. Horrible job. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> back to I, I the original I, question. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Back to, yeah. You've rambled so much. What was the original question again? <laughs> John Cena. John, Captain John America. Cena's tweet. Yeah. Uh, so John Cena's, uh, tweet, uh, honestly, there was something that had come out, um, before that tweet, uh, saying, and it might have been Fandom who put it out, um, of who should take up the mantle of Captain America should, or when Chris Evans vacates the role. And I think uh, Cena picked up on it and tweeted out the shield, and everybody kind of just ran with it. Um, And then even Rob Liefeld had a little bit of fun with his version of Captain America. You know, the Captain America looks like it's got triple D boobs. Uh, He superimposed Cena's face over it. Um, I, I mean, I like the movie that, the movies that Cena's been in, um, have been okay. Um, and he, he's an, he's an okay actor. I don't think he's really good enough to, um, carry the Captain America mantle. Um, I honestly wasn't sure that Chris Evans would have been able to, uh, just because he was kind of that com- uh, comedy goofy character, but he's really owned it. And, uh, I mean, done a great job with it. Um, I kind of tend to agree towards um, what Dane said, um, whereas if Cena were to become anybody like that character, um, I think U.S. Agent would probably be the best fit. Um, And then, you know, like we've said before, like the stuff going on with Cavill and Warner Brothers, if he were to leave, uh, then maybe we could get uh, him to join as Captain Britain. You could maybe have some type of film with those two. Um, which I think would be pretty cool. But, uh, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind him joining. Uh, I mean, that's a huge I, – I, I, Drax, uh, I mean, uh, Batista uh, has only gotten better um, as an actor. And his – I mean, that's not thanks to being part of Marvel. But, I mean, they gave him a chance, and he, he's done okay with Drax. I think they've kind of tied his hands, and they haven't really let him be the actor that he could be. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I would like to see Cena um, in some capacity, either in maybe Marvel or maybe even DC. Uh, but I, I just don't think he'd be Captain America. I'd like to see him as U.S. agent or somebody else. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think that 
I got to be honest with you, and I made a joke about this, but it's like I don't see Captain America for him at all. I would rather, if he's going to play, can't believe I'm about to say this again, I would rather him play Superman than I would rather him play Captain America, honestly. I don't think he doesn't, he looks like a Rob Liefeld Captain America, and I don't think that's a really uh, positive thing. He just looks a little bit ridiculous and hulking. But I love John Cena, don't get me wrong, you know. Big praise to John. Yeah, he definitely uh, isn't. Yeah, he, you're right. He definitely isn't the the typical build of uh, of Captain America. I know in the comics, Captain America is very muscular, but Chris Evans had that build and that look in the first Captain America. Um, I don't. I, we haven't really seen him so much um, afterwards, so I don't know if he's maintained it as much. Uh, but he's definitely got. Um, the build enough to carry on, but you're right. John Cena is just is just way too big. Even though he has looked a little bit smaller um, yeah, here lately, I don't know if it's for a role he's doing or what. But he's uh, he, he's definitely trimmed down some. He's doing some type of action movie with Jackie Chan, and he was actually training at Jackie Chan's dojo. I think he I think he said he lost 20 pounds. I could be wrong about that, but he sleeked up a good deal. It, it's definitely noticeable. Maybe it was. I don't think it's 20 pounds. That's way too much. Um, Nick, just to close out this thing, all right, setup is, you know, after they hate him and whatnot, they all become friends. And then at one point, you know, John Cena is running with them and comes up and says, on your left. And then everyone cries. How do you like that? I would rather them, like, just, like, have a moment where they're, like, looking for John Cena's character, and he's, like, in plain sight, and they're like, I don't fucking see him. Like, where the fuck is he? Like, make it super meta. Um, like that, I, I would be, I'd be more on board for that one. What if they just try to find John Cena as as a superhero buddy to hang out with them? He doesn't need to be a superhero in this. He can just hang out with them in those stupid jorts that he wears and the green head, you know, <laughs> arm. I think it would be great. What, regardless, if John Cena wants to play a superhero, I think that I would be down depending on the superhero, of course. If I find yeah. out tomorrow he's going to play Batman, I'm probably going to go ape shit and throw my television at the wall. And it's really fucking yeah. heavy, so I probably should hurt myself. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move on to stuff that's probably actually, you know, news, you know, topics, if you will. Um, this, one, this next one is, is going to be somewhat a debate. Um, I don't know if we'll all agree necessarily, but Disney's pushing – for Black Panther and Infinity War for the Oscars, campaigning for them somewhat. Um, question is, do we see either of these films potentially getting nominated, and do we see any of these films even beyond that getting, you know, um, win- winning an Oscar? And I'll just start off and say, and kind of go into it more, that I don't think that either of them will uh, win an Oscar, and if anything, Black no. Panther might have an outside shot to get nominated, possibly. Um, I just How do I put this without something insulting? I love both films, but they're still superhero films. They still have tropes of superhero films. What makes something like The Dark Knight, which definitely has, you can, you can say that that also has tropes of superhero films, but it, it was different. What makes The Dark Knight and Logan different is certain things that they did with those films and I just, it's, to me, there's still a comic book film in the sense that it doesn't revolutionize cinema. It doesn't really change, um, 
Man, I said I wasn't going to ramble on. I said I was going to introduce this. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Nick, and I'll kind of come back to it. I love both films. I just don't think that they were, you know. But then again, you, you get a movie like La La Land, which didn't win, but was like this close, I think. Or maybe it was announced wrong. I don't remember. Nick? Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was announced wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not going to win. And I, I agree with you. I think Black Panther has an outside, uh, chance to get nominated. Um, uh, I, I, and the reason I think Black Panther makes more sense, um, is because it's more of a singular film. Um, whereas with Infinity War, as impressive as it is, um, it, it, it really, it really takes, if, if you haven't seen like hardly any of the other movies, you're not going to have a fucking damn clue what's going on and what uh, all of it means. So it, it's it's very much I I would I, I would find it more surprising if that was the movie that got the nomination. Even though I prefer Infinity War to Black Panther, um, probably by a little more than a slim margin, um, but. You know, still, like, I mean, both movies are fantastic films. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely neither one are going to win. Um, but, I mean, I do think there's, I mean, just because they're pushing for, you know, for Oscar buzz for these movies, there's a lot that can go into Oscar buzz. I mean, I think special effects, either one of them um, could take that home, especially Infinity War. Um, I think costume design uh, could be uh, one that, you know, Black Panther should definitely be in the running for um, because the costume design on that film was remarkable. Um, so, I mean, I think there's plenty of of uh, Oscars that it, both of these films could win um, and definitely should be nominated for and probably will be nominated for. Um, but I will say this. Uh, if they had the Oscar for, uh, you know, best blockbuster, um, then both of these fucking movies would be in there and one of the two would win. Um, so yeah, with that, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, Hmm. It's, it's a weird thing. I could see individual awards, certain people maybe getting a, maybe getting an Oscar nomination, not winning, Per se, like Michael B. Jordan, possibly uh, for Killmonger for best support. Mm. Uh, sure. Even maybe even um, I mean, just because of CGI, it, the mocap's going to kill it. But Josh Brolin for Thanos definitely was a great active performance. Uh, still, it's like, are you going to be able to get him in? You know, within no, five. I, don't think I think so. it's for best actor. It's still five. I don't know. I don't think yeah. No. Uh, Kanan, um, what do you think about all this? Uh, I mean, it just, it sounds like Disney's trying to push everything that they can for an Oscar. I mean, uh, I don't necessarily think that they're, that they're going to, you know, actually pick up any, anything extravagant as far as nominations go. I, I think you could definitely see, uh, score and, uh, cinematography, uh, you know, maybe, um, you know, costume design or something like that. Uh, you know, hair and makeup. You know, Suicide Squad won for that. So I mean, you could definitely see maybe those getting picked up. But I don't think there was any. I didn't. I just don't see any Oscar level uh, acting from them uh, that's any different than what they normally do. I mean, it's just 
they are great movies, but I don't know that they're they're really Oscar worthy. Um, I just I don't know that there were any any one person uh, that went above and beyond what what they normally do. I mean, uh, there are some people that might say that uh, you know Robert Downey Jr. might deserve one, but I mean he's he's played that role before and done a really good job and hasn't been nominated. So why would you nominate him now? Right. Um, and I liked Infinity War, and I liked Black Panther, and I love what Black Panther stands for uh, as far as the movement that it had. It was a huge cultural event, but outside of that, um, I think the movie um, was just overrated a little bit as far as um, everybody making it out to be the greatest film ever. When you go back and watch it again, it's still a good film, but it's just – it's not – as hyped as as everybody made it out to be, um, I just comic book movies are are just they're uh, they're for entertainment. They can be really great movies, but I just don't know that they deserve to be, um, you know, just thrown out there as like, oh, this should win, uh, you know, best uh, best movie. Uh, Lord of the Rings deserved to win best movie. I've not seen any Marvel movie that compares to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, some people may say, whoa, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. Those movies are epic in scale. Uh, they were done well, and those deserved an Oscar. I mean, like I said, I love uh, the Marvel movies that have come out. I just don't think any of them have really deserved it. And that goes for DC. There's not been any DC movie that's deserved a Best uh, Actor or Best Film Award. Now, you could do score. Hans Zimmer always uh, brought it for score. Um, and I, I can see where Suicide Squad won. They had really good makeup. They did a lot of practical effects in that movie. Um, but that's about it. That's about probably the only uh, way I see them really getting nominated. Um, because, honestly, if Michael uh, – like – I. I mean, I guess you could say Michael B. Jordan, uh, but he wasn't yeah. even really the best actor in that movie. Uh, um, Shuri, and, uh, Letitia Wright, and um, um, I think uh, Lupita Nyong'o, they were better than, than both of the male leads. So if anybody was going to deserve an Oscar, it would probably be one of those two. And hell, M'Baku, uh, um was better uh, than the male leads themselves. I mean, so... Uh, that movie was really held together by people that weren't the main cast. Um, but uh, as but no, I didn't. There, there's definitely. I don't think any type. I don't think either movie should get like um, a nomination for best actor. I'm sorry. They did. They did great. I'm not saying anything, but I just don't think any of them really deserve a best actor or best supporting actor. Yeah, and I would make this argument. I would say Logan is a better singular film than anything that the MCU has put out. Now, not to say that you might not enjoy MCU movies more, because there's MCU movies that I probably enjoy to especially rewatch more than Logan, even though I do rewatch Logan fairly often. Um, but it's a better film, and it didn't get nominated for a Best Picture. Now, it did get the Best Adapted Screenplay nomination, um, so that was super cool. Uh, but it didn't get nominated for a Best Picture, Um and then, like, none of these performances, like, A, even hold a fucking candle to Heath Ledger's performance, which is, you know, the, the end-all, be-all of, of, of 
performances within a, a film based on a comic book. Um, but also, um, I would say that um, I, I would say there's at least you could at least make the argument that Michael Keaton's performance was stronger than any of the performances as far as the supporting actors for this year's films uh, from the MCU. So um, with those arguments, now, of course, it always matters what the field is like because the field is different every every year. Um, but with as many Oscar movies that always come up at the end of every year and we're about to get into them, um, I've got a feeling we're going to have a lot of movies come out um, in the next, say, six weeks that are going to be um, just raved about and the performances are going to be raved about and it's going to make it really hard for, for any um, particular performance to stick out and, and get in there. And I, I could see where you're coming from, Kane, as far as you know, Michael B. Jordan not being the, um, in your opinion, the best performance. But I do think he was the standout performance in that movie. Um, he wasn't necessarily my favorite character. Shuri was my favorite character um, from that most movie. Compelling. So I, I, uh, yeah, the most compelling, and like the fact that they were able to, um, you know, give give him so much clear motivation, um, and and his acting performance, whether you really like love the character or, um, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he didn't have, you know, the best one-liners or any of that, although, hey, on to you was a pretty fucking good one. Um, but, like, he, he definitely uh, gave a very compelling performance, um, and, and I, I think that, that is the one that stands out to me that merits the most consideration. But, you know, to, to get a nomination... To be one out of five in all of the movies for supporting actor, uh, it's just going to be really, really tough. Well, yeah, if I, if I'm going to – I'm just going to say, I think if Michael B. Jordan gets any type of nomination, it probably would be for Creed. I'm hearing he's stellar in that movie, yeah. uh, and the movie is so far is getting great. Uh, feedback from people that have seen uh, screenings of it. I think it's going to do great um, when it comes out. So I think if he were going to get any nomination, if if they submit it, it would be for that movie. Like I said, I'm not taking anything from anybody's performance in any movie uh, because I think everybody did well. Um, I just don't. I just if I'm going to give the Oscar nomination to anybody, I'm going to give it to either Letitia Wright or Lupita Nyong'o for Black Panther. I just think they stood out the most. I would even maybe look at uh, uh, Denai Guerra's uh, performance um, in, in Black Panther. Um, but as far as Infinity War goes, I, I, I think maybe they get it for uh, visual effects, uh, maybe score, because uh, that movie had a really good score. But yeah. I don't see any actors from that movie really going above and beyond. I think the best acting... Uh, definitely wasn't uh, was for sure in Black Panther. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I'm trying to think. Basically, to me, the thing that changes the dynamic of us talking about being nominated for an Oscar, um, and you know, you can claim movies that have been nominated in the past and say, well, what about this one? And I get it, or ones that have even won possibly, but. 
my thing with being nominated for an Oscar, uh, whether it be uh, the director, whether it be the film, whether it be acting performances, it's going to be groundbreaking. It's going to be something that hasn't been done. It's going to be something that resonates on such a level that, you know, influences even, you know, in the future. Um, and I think that's the main thing is that no matter what, even though I love these Marvel movies, they're well acted and some of them stand out and, uh, you know, more than others. And I wish that sometimes certain films would at least get a nomination for, you know, a screenplay. Uh, and I'm glad that, that, that Logan did get that nomination because it shows that there's a direction. Like, you know, when it comes to a movie like uh, maybe your Winter Soldier or if you want to say like a best director because of the scale of the film and level of detail, maybe the Russo brothers for infinity war possibly, but there's so many, there's such a big competition. It's going to be hard for us to say that infinity war was amazing and by itself, but very much one of the big events, uh, you know, superhero films they've been doing since Avengers in a way. So, I mean, it is an Avengers sequel after all. I, I, it just, it's, it's hard. Uh, you know, Logan did stand out. I, I think other films to that, to that uh, level did stand out. So to, for us to put it, you know, uh, against whoever, for whatever performances will be getting nominated, we'll be seeing these films literally within the next couple, you know, months. It's going to be hard for us to say or justify, at least to me, hey, put that actor in because he was really good in uh, Infinity War um, or whatever. But who knows? Um, any other closing thoughts or statements from anyone? No. Nope. Beautiful. Right, right on, right together. I also want to apologize. Um, apparently, uh, me and Kanan have been talking secretly behind all of y'all's backs and Nick's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we're having some yeah. type of technical issues. Technical issues. So I, I might have been a bit choppy. Um, I hope it's not on blog talks then because then we're not going to be able to do much about it. But I went ahead and turned on and off my modem. Hopefully everything's back up to a decent level of communication, if you will. Kanan, do I sound better right now, or am I still choppy as shit? No, you sound better. You're supposed to say I, I sound beautiful, damn it. You God. still sound like a douche. You still sound like a douche, but your uh, connection's better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at uh, all right. Well, thinking about Infinity War, uh, that goes in a good direction of Avengers 4. And basically what's being reported is that we don't know if it's the final cut, but as of right now, Avengers 4 is three hours long. Uh, I think that's awesome, and I don't want them to cut it at all. But I, I'm assuming some of that's going to get trimmed. Uh, Kanan, how do you feel about a three-hour cut of Avengers 4, and if we don't see that in theaters, do you think that we'll at least probably get this when it, you know, comes down to streaming and on, and on, do, do they still do DVDs? That too. Redbox. There you go. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I think if they have to cut it down because Marvel says we want the movie to be shorter for, you know, more viewings, uh, I think we definitely could see an extended cut um, if the footage that they cut um, is just that great. And I really think that you kind of need this movie to be longer um, and more epic because this is kind of the end of um, their 10 years um, so far. This is the the end movie. Um, this um, Spider-Man begins a new phase 
um, which comes out after Avengers 4. So this is it. I mean, we're saying goodbye to I don't know how many characters, uh, and they're they're going in another direction. I mean, we're still going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they're they're taking everything in a, in a new direction after Avengers 4. And I think this movie really needs to to be as long as it can be to tell a great ending. Um, I don't, I can't remember how long uh, Infinity War was. It was what two two twenty, two hours and twenty minutes maybe. I think this movie has to be at least twenty thirty minutes longer, um, you know, to to push everything out because. Uh, like I said, this is going to be some people's swan song. This is going to be their curtain call, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be a it's going to be an epic emotional movie. Um, that's why I go back to the Loki stuff real quick. That's why I go back to I want the deaths and stuff that happened in Infinity War to mean something. I really want this movie to because they say that this movie is going to be even more uh, emotional than what we saw in Infinity War. So. Um, I'm excited, but yeah, I would love to. I would love to have a three-hour movie. I love epic scale movies, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, all all that stuff. So the the longer the better. Oh man, <laughs> you set me up so much for something I'm gonna just do later. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> what did I set you up for? Guard, now I can't do it. Now I can't go into it. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Nick, what, what do you think about this? I'm gonna laugh. Right no, now. you, you. No, well, first of all, you totally should have taken that opportunity. Like, you just, you fucking wasted it, man. Go. You had it. You could have gone into it and then passed it to me. You, you fucked it up. You fucked it up. Um, but it's okay. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll get it back there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much the canon. Like, make the movie as long as it needs to be. Um, don't cut anything that, you know, it is important, and I, I think Disney gets that. Um, I, I don't think we're going to get a three-hour movie. Um, I, I would be very surprised if we get a three-hour movie. Um, but from the reports that I heard, um, Infinity War was, like, initially, like, three and a half hours long, and they got, like, were able to cut, like, 100 uh, minutes out of it or whatever, um, or, 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 like, 70 minutes, rather. Um and uh, so, like, I, I would expect that this one is, is, you know, going to be similar to that. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they probably have about four hours of material that they've cut down to three hours, um, and they're gonna they're gonna kind of screen it and look at it and all kind of talk together about what things they can and can't take out. Um, and we'll probably get about a two and a half hour long movie. Um, would be my guess. Um, and, and that's fine. Like, I'm fine with that. I hope they do like master all of this three hours and we get it. Um, like we get an extended cut and don't have to like just watch the deleted scenes. Um, because I mean, it's nice to just be able to watch the, the extended cut sometimes. Um, you know, like, uh, X2 or not X2, but, uh, days of future past has the road cut, which they, you know, remastered and released and all that. Um, and I, I usually just actually default to watching the theatrical cut because the rope cut doesn't offer that much more for me. Um, but it may for some people, um, and it's cool that it's available if I want to watch it. Um, and I feel like with a, with an MCU movie, um, it would offer, um, a fair amount more, um, that for, for fans to get into. So like, 
I uh, I definitely would like for it to be, um, you know, two hours and 45 minutes even I'd be cool with, um, or maybe even a little longer. Um, but if I had to guess, it's going to be uh, two and a half hours. Um, but, you know, I'm with Kanan. The longer, the better. And now, speaking of which, Nick, a word from our sponsors by our good friend Peter. Take it away, Peter. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Hey, Quagman, don't you like Blue Chew? <laughs> All right. He said he likes Blue Chew. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. <laughs> They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use GBN. You just pay $5 for shipping, you bastards. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code GBN, to try it free. BlueChew is better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Back to you, Dane. That was so hard to do. You guys have no idea. <laughs> that was God, fucking amazing. <laughs> it it was hard to do. It was very uh, hard to do. And it made me, made me, you know, it grinds my gears. All right. Um, well, now that we're done with that, let's uh, let's move on. Okay. Oh, let's by talk the way, Dave. Yes, yes. Just real quick. Just real quick. How the fuck did you not start off with? You know what really grinds my gears? Not being able to get it out. <laughs> no, it's because I didn't think of it on the spot. So now that you said that, uh, if I nation, maybe you'll hear me say it like that. Yeah, um, we're going perfect. Maybe, just maybe throwing it out I'll there. I, I like that, but I don't know. Maybe I'll do Morgan Freeman. I could do Patrick Stewart, since apparently I do a good Patrick Stewart now. You uh, do do a good Patrick well, Stewart. Uh, Arnold, that's that's another one. I could do Bill Cosby. Yes. Oh, never mind. I can't do that impression. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on now. Huh? <laughs> All right, rumor has it Aquaman's uh, runtime could be two hours and 19 minutes. Cool. I think that's good. Um, I'm going to send to Kanan. Maybe there's more details behind that news item. I, it seems like an average, you know, time for a movie, so I'm glad. I, I, I don't really have much to say besides that. Uh, Kanan, what do you think? Uh, I think that that, that time frame is, is pretty legit. Uh, the two hours and 19 minutes uh, runtime was posted by AMC Theaters. Uh, now, Regal does have the 
Um, the time listing is uh, two hours and 23 minutes. Um, but AMC norm, uh, usually in the past has been pretty dead on with their, uh, their times. Uh, they actually were the first ones to, um, issue the correct time for justice league, uh, back when everybody was freaking out because it was only, uh, two hours, uh, and that ended up being correct. So I, I think the movie is going to be the, the two hours and 19 minutes. Uh, which is a good time frame. Uh, I think it gives enough time to uh, – we've already been introduced to Arthur, so they really don't have to do a backstory, even though we're going to kind of see one uh, with how his mom and dad meet. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good length for a movie, I think, you know, two, uh, about two and a half hours. Nick, do you think that 2 minutes 19 is a good idea, or do you think that they probably should have just gone to 2.20? Uh, well, I like prime numbers. So 219 is uh, is, is much cooler than 220, um, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I like the 219. Um, I, uh, I I I just I don't care. <laughs> I don't I don't fucking care, man. I can't I can't pretend like I do care. Um, I don't care. Like yeah, hey, that's a, that's a a, a, a pretty good approximation if, if for someone, the runtime of a comic book movie. Listener, if someone is a new listener, just realize Nick's excited about this movie. It's not that we're it's, yes. it's, that we don't like Aquaman. <laughs> it's just like that's a reasonable time for a fucking movie, especially right, like exactly. a film. You know? So <laughs> yeah, uh, no, and I even like I gushed about the, uh, the 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 last trailer that we got the the epic like four minute long trailer. Like I fucking loved it. Um, and I'm really excited. I love the like shots of them, the chase scene of them. I thought the choreography with that was amazing. Uh, and I think James Wan's going to make a very uh, competent, well put together, awesome comic book movie. Um, I just, I, I, it, yeah, like, but two hours, nineteen minutes. Yeah, that's it. Sounds right. Yeah. All right. Well, here's our next news item. I guess we really don't have a lot for DC this week uh, because. And I've also been hearing this. I think is a little bit bigger. But uh, first reactions for for test screenings for Aquaman apparently have been positive. Nick, right back to you. How do you feel about this? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Like I'm really happy that they've been positive. Um, and 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 furthermore, like the the, the fact that these are test screenings can be, um, you know, they they can be a little manipulated, if you will. Um, you know, you, you you can try and pick and choose who you want to to see it first and what have you. Um, but nevertheless, it's still great to hear that they've been positive. Um, and you know, it, from from the people they have behind this movie making this movie, I I have very little doubt in my mind that it's going to be a really really well put together movie. Um, and it's going to be you know basically like Kane said, as far as what a comic movie should be, an enjoyable movie that you have fun watching and hopefully rewatching. Um, and, you know, I think, I think they've got the right people together that will turn that out. And, and I'm, uh, I would be, I would be very surprised if this ends up being like another clunker um, as far as critic scores for the DC. I, I would expect that it would at least get, in the 60s uh, percentile uh, rating um, as far as a critic score, um, you know, for, for this particular film, especially with James Gunn's track record with critics 
Um, he's got a very good track record in that regard as a director, um, and, and I would expect that that would, uh, would continue with this movie as well. I think I think the uh, the the best um, critically acclaimed Fast and the Furious movie was the one he directed. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, he's definitely got was a good track five? record. I believe so. I think that's the one he did. Um, no, no, yeah, sure. that's it's, the best one. It's the the one in Brazil where they're dragging the safe through Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, it's definitely the best one. I don't know if that's him. Now I'm now I'm starting to second guess myself, but I did like Fast Five. Ah, uh, Kanan. Anyways, how do you feel about this? Do you like the fact that there's, you know, good, good things being said uh, from people that have seen Superman move? Apparently, even though in the past this has worked as, you know, something that we hear in the news and really reflect actually when the movie comes out. Either way, you know, we've heard like this movie is going to be awful based on this from people that have seen it, and then it ends up being awesome, and then the reverse of that. Do you think that we should uh, really believe? I, I want to know. What what is what is the uh, dark sides of the internet, the ones that you hang out in, like have to say about all this? You know, I mean, I, I I mean I believe them because it's coming from people that normally probably would come out and say it was terrible. Uh, they haven't really been favorable with their uh, their thoughts in past DC movies, except for uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, but to Craig uh, Nick. Uh, these screenings that are coming out now are actual fan screenings. So people are actually getting invites from Warner Brothers. Uh, not, I mean, not just fans, but just individuals, just people, random general audience members are getting invites from Warner Brothers to see an early screening of it. Uh, so these reactions are a little bit more um, uh, less skewed than they would be from the test screenings. Uh, so that, this is a really good sign. I, didn't, I, really I didn't think say I, they were. I just said they can be as all. Like, but go ahead. Yeah. I, well, I'm just saying these are not just test screenings. These, I mean, these are actually screenings for people to to yeah, go and watch them. I wasn't so suggesting they the were. Coming, okay, all right. Uh, well, you said test screenings, but anyways. Uh, okay, fine. But, um, but I mean, I think this is a, a good sign. I mean, I don't think we ever really doubted. Uh, James Wan's ability to direct a movie. Uh, he's, I mean, most of the movies he's come out with, they may not all have been uh, super critical successes, uh, but I don't think they've been just to where people have really like pounded on them um, and, and they did terrible at the box office. I think he has a great track record as far as um, you know quality films go. Uh, I think the film looks great. Um, that five minute clip they showed. Uh, was really good. I mean, as far as the visual effects go, the movie looks really clean. Uh, I didn't really see um, any issues with that. Uh, so I think this is going to be a fun action movie. I don't think you're going to see a lot of people, you know, going into this movie expecting, you know, coming out and expecting it to be um, a, an epic level type movie. But I think it's going to be uh, a really good start uh, for where the DC universe is going uh, from here on out. And I think it's going to solidify Aquaman as a uh, as a superhero that people can get behind. Uh, you know, he's kind of been a joke. Uh, he's a character that a lot of people have made fun of, uh, you know, as far as, like, the cartoon goes. In the comics, he hasn't always been a joke. Uh, his role in Injustice and the New 52 was, uh, was really good. Um, but I think this is going to show that DC can actually – take risks with characters that they wouldn't initially uh, thought of. I, you know, so I'm hoping that this can get us a uh, Martian Manhunter movie. 
you know, maybe they really will move forward with Nightwing and some of those other films because they can see that these type of characters can be a success. And even though we want Batman and Superman to be in movies, they don't necessarily have to rely on those two uh, to, to bring in an audience. Agreed. Amen. No, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just hoping that everything works out great with Aquaman. We'll see you in the next coming weeks. And um, it's good to hear there's been positive first reactions and that it's runtime is normal. It's good to have that uh, for um, news information. Anyways, let's move on to the last couple things outside of um, basically Disney and, and Warner Bros. Well, actually, no, we have one that's Disney. It's outside of Marvel, but you know what I'm saying. All right, so Diego Luna to headline a Rogue One prequel on the Disney streaming service. Um, lots of great stuff coming to the streaming service, obviously. You know, we got The Mandalorian. We got The Loki Show. We got uh, the Bucky and uh, Winter Soldier Show. Bucky Soldier is what they're going to call it. Bucky Soldiers. <laughs> that's what it's going to be called. Um, and all the other stuff, basically. I don't feel like listing all the fucking things. Um Diego Luna is now going to be in a Rogue One uh, prequel. Uh, I like the idea. Uh, I think that Diego Luna is a great actor. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, even if I had the streaming network, which I will eventually, um, you know, I, I don't think I would really care to watch this, honestly. I, I just don't. Maybe I'll check out the first episode and see how it goes, but it's not as intriguing as I'm, I'm sure it is to, to, you know, some more devoted Star Wars fans. Nick, I know that you like Star Wars a bit more than I do. Um, are you excited about this or are you kind of like me where it's like, okay, that's cool. I am in the sense of, I, I'm, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I will watch it. Like I, and not just the first episode, I will fucking watch every single episode that they put out. Um, because I fucking love star Wars. So, (laughs) but, um, I'm not overly excited about it, though. Um, I mean, I, I, I do. I really like Diego Luna. I think he's a fucking fantastic actor, um, and he's been in a lot of roles that he doesn't. That are in these kind of just these movies that don't get like necessarily the praise that I think they should get. Um, I've mentioned it before on the show. He's in a movie called Criminal that was released back in 2004 with. Um, John C. Riley and I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is in it. Fucking amazing performance in that movie. Um, he was in, um, uh, I, I think it was called Bloodfather, uh, which was kind of Mel Gibson's comeback role um, from last year. Um, and he was really fucking good in that movie. Um, so, I mean, he's he's just a really good actor. So, like, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, him and anything, so that's cool. Um, I just, if you if you were to ask me to list out twenty different things from Star Wars that I wanted to see, this would not have been one of them. I didn't need to see Rogue One to begin with. Um, it wasn't that important to me to see um, how, like, why there was a why there was a port where you know uh, they could blow up the Death Star, um, like. We, we, you know, we could we could make a whole script around closing up that plot hole. I, I didn't, I, the plot hole never bothered me. Um, and you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm not really a big fan of Rogue One. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, it is just is what it is. That being said, I've liked all of the other Star Wars movies that have come out. Um, I uh, and I don't dislike Rogue One. I just, it's, I, 
I think I watched it in theater, and then I've rewatched it once, and I have no real desire to go back and rewatch it again. Um, it just doesn't really, it doesn't grab you with like very likable characters that you want to root for. Um, in my opinion, um, it, it's it's unfortunate when your your most lovable character is a droid. Um, you know, that's that's just kind of the way I felt about it. So. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily need to see more of that character, um, but there's a lot of interesting things they could do. I think one of the most interesting things from that movie that I don't necessarily think needed to be in the movie, um, but was. Uh, but I mean, it was interesting, though it wasn't really built upon. wasn't necessary to the film. Um, was uh, essentially his his character just straight up killing a dude um, so that you know. He wouldn't give up the the be captured and 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 give up the the knowledge that he had just confessed to Diego Luna, um, and you know that was a that was kind of a, a an interesting moment of some I guess the the fact that even though we've always thought as the rebels as the good guys they sometimes have to do bad things, um, and and so if they can build upon that little kind of tidbit um and and show him more in that light i would be excited uh to see that um but it'll just depend how it how it goes but nevertheless yes i'll watch it all i mean i'll, I'll watch every fucking episode um but uh but you know there's just so many other things in the star wars universe universe that i think they could do and get away from say, the George Lucas timeline, episode one to episode six. Anything in that timeline, um, not that it can't be interesting, it's just like, dude, you have so much fucking timeline. You could go way, way back. You could go way, way forward. Well, they probably can't go way, way forward. But you could go in between episode six and episode um, seven. There's 30 years there to work with. Um, There's a lot of other timelines and, and, and characters and um, blueprints and, and extended uh, universe material that they can pull from. Like, I would just, there's other things that I would rather see than one of the characters that they created for their first standalone movie, like, to, to like let's focus more on that character. Um, I, I just don't need that, personally. Um, but... You know, I'll watch it. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what they put out there. I'm gonna watch it. So uh, I'm that kind of sucker. Yeah, I thought about watching Rogue One again after seeing it in theaters when it came out, and then I looked up the Darth Vader scene and found it on YouTube, and I just watched that, and that was pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's like the best part of the movie. <laughs> uh, but no, I understand. I understand what it's like to be somewhat of a completist when it comes to, you know, if you have Star Wars now, whatever, even if, even if I personally rather I guess people are going to want to Star Wars because for the most part, I've been that with DC Marvel, with their television. I tried to give everything a try, and if it didn't work out, you know, mainly with Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Inhumans and uh, Iron Fist, um, you know, it just didn't work out. But I tried everything in DC. It's like I haven't watched any. I'm, I can't believe I'm admitting this on, uh, right now in front of everyone, but I have not watched anything besides the first episode of Arrow since 
for, for anything in the CW just for a while. I just have not had fucking time. I got so behind it. And it's getting to the point where it's kind of like Walking Dead, where it's like I'm so many episodes with, with five different television shows. And I heard Black Lightning was awesome. It's just hard to fucking consume everything. But I know people right. are going to be doing that. When it comes down to it, with a character, this movie, it seems like it's more made to give Diego Luna a, a, a show than it is to really give reason to have a prequel before Rogue One because he's such a talented actor. That's what I think. But, uh, Keenan, yeah. are, are you excited about this? Um, or is this something that, you know, whatever? Whatever, bro. You know, whatever. No, I, I'm really excited for this. I uh, actually love Rogue One. I, I think the. It's and honestly, it's one of my favorite movies since Disney took over um, the the franchise. And uh, Diego Luna coming back. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe we can get um, uh, Jaden Urso uh, to make a cameo and to to come back uh, in the film as uh, or in the series as well. Um, I think there is a lot of different stuff that they could tell. I think they. I think they. The way uh, Deadline described it or Variety described it is kind of an espionage movie, and that's kind of like what he was doing, uh, you know, before uh, the events of Rogue One. Uh, I think there are going to be probably uh, need to be some other supporting characters to really make the series work. Uh, but with that and The Mandalorian, I think they've got a, uh, a really good slate going so far. Uh, the Disney Plus service, to me, seems like it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, really worth it. Uh, just not with not in just the Star Wars stuff, but the fact that we're getting actual MCU spinoffs as well. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I keep on thinking about the Disney Plus thing, like like what happened earlier in the show when you mentioned that. Because um, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, when Juwan came up with the show notes, um, he he put the top of it. Uh, Disney Plus is the name of the new app, and I'm and I said. Well, Juwan, that's a really cool announcement, but is that much to talk about? And he goes, oh, no, 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 I didn't mean to put that. That was a personal note, so I wouldn't forget. So it's funny that I forgot about that. Anyways, I don't know why the fuck I did that. Anyways, let's talk about uh, something I'm excited about. I don't know if I'm going to go see it in theaters, but it definitely intrigues me. And if it, once it comes out on home release, I'll definitely have to check it out. But um, Death 2 is getting re-released in theaters. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this. It's it's coming out December twelfth uh, in time for Christmas time, and it's called Once Upon a Dead Soul. The tagline on the tweet apparently is On December twelfth, there are zero acts given, and the picture uh, of the poster, him and uh, um, someone someone's uh, coming off extremely loud. If you could uh, just mute yourself, I'm kind of like distracting me a bit um, in between. Um, yeah, but once a death upon Deadpool, it's basically him and Fred Savage riding Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on top of a mountain. So what this is going to be is a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. Oh, no! Yeah, I, I understand the worries and everything, but listen to me. Um, it's going to be done like the movie that we were talking about with Andre the Giant, um, uh, The Princess Bride, in which... It's going to be Deadpool telling the story to adult Fred Savage while he's in his bed in exactly the same scenes. And they're going to make the movie PG-13 and do some other stuff within the film to kind of do it more, I guess, for kids. I'm assuming that even though this is a good way for the movie to make more money 
Um, the advertising seems to be doing really well for it because I've heard a lot about it. Uh, it just seems like that uh, this is actually Ryan Reynolds maybe in a way showing that they can do this movie not rated R to an audience. Uh, it, you know, if, if the future happens with Disney and everything, if that's what they make them do. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Regardless, it seems fun, and I just think it's fucking hilarious that they're making this Christmassy by doing uh, mock-up scenes of Princess Bride with him talking to an adult Fred Savage. And I'm just wondering how many times they're going to reference about Disney having making them uh, not cuss within the film. I'm sure they're going to get pretty meta about that. But, um, Nick, is this something that, that you'd be looking forward to seeing um, December 12th, or will you wait uh, later to see it? Or, or is this something that doesn't interest you? Well, my mom and I go see a movie every Christmas. And I actually got her to watch Deadpool, the first one, and she thought it was fucking hilarious. So I have my fingers crossed that I can talk her into going to see this one, especially since, since she hasn't seen Deadpool 2. Um, and, uh, like, I, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Like, I'm curious, if nothing else. Like, I mean, it's it's... It seems like it's got enough of the kind of Deadpool tropes, the Deadpool humor, um, for them to pull it off. Uh, and you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty funny. I think it'll be very meta, uh, and I think that it'll definitely be a way for them to cash in on this this character and make a ton of money off of it. Um, and you know, like. Uh, I I think it's a, a, a fucking great idea. I really do. Um, like it, it's not it's could not have cost them that much money to like together. Uh, and um, like just the added scenes of like Ryan Reynolds talking to adult Fred Savage. Like I'm sure they're gonna be hilarious. Um, we have, we've always kind of said like Deadpool needs to be rated R, and that is true. Like, uh, it, like to to get the best essence of Deadpool, yes, it needs to be rated R. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't get a product that is still very funny. And the fact that they know this is like the fact that he breaks the fourth wall so much, and he'll actually be breaking the fourth wall with Fred Savage, um, like present, uh, like he can. They can do a lot of funny things, and I think having seen Deadpool 2, um, it, it, it will um, kind of add to that humorous nature um, of how he retells the story. Um, so, yeah, no, I am looking forward to it. I, I definitely I want to see it on Christmas. I think it would be a lot of fun, um, and, you know, um, hopefully I get that opportunity. Dan, you're still on mute. Okay, thank you. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you think, um, Nick, and I'll ask you the same thing, Kanan, um, that this is possibly a way of Ryan Reynolds showing Disney that we can try to do this or showing maybe the audience of people that, you know, naysayers that they could possibly do this? Or is this even Disney working with Ryan Reynolds to, to show a product like that for potential of them using it later on? Any of those scenarios? Um. I mean, I definitely think that it. I think you could do Deadpool with a PG-13 rating. I mean, I I think they could have made the first two with PG-13 ratings. I was really happy that they didn't. Um, I I just think it opens the door for them to do so much more. Um, 
but no, I mean, I, I definitely could see it as a pitch, um, maybe even devised by Ryan Reynolds to basically be like, look, if you need us to like tone it down a little bit, we can. Um, and you know what? I'd rather have PG 13 Deadpool than no Deadpool at this point. Um, and the fact that they can still like, it's, still so meta and the fourth wall breaking and everything else like they can they can pull it off i i very much think they can um and when this like essential essentially this recut of deadpool 2 makes you know i don't know <laughs> what what i don't even know what a fair estimate maybe canyon could offer any amount of what it might be tracking. I feel like it's probably too far out, but like, I mean, it, it's going to make, a, it's going to make a lot of money. Um, and you know, the fact that they can make a lot of money on essentially like a, um, like a rescreening of a movie that we've already all seen. Um, I, I think it, it, it's a good selling point if nothing else. To Disney, like, look, this character. People love this character, so like, maybe, like, maybe it's a good idea to keep him around. Um, and if we have to make it PG thirteen, um, you know, we feel like our audience can acquiesce to that. Absolutely, Kanan. Uh, same two questions. Uh, do you basically? What do you think about this getting re-released? Are you going to go see it? And do you think this has any? Um, other motive behind it, maybe testing the waters, if you will. I mean, it's definitely to get more money. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, from what I've heard, this was kind of Fox's way to um, bridge the gap between what the first one made. Um, but they're, they haven't actually said what, what the movie is tracking for. Um, I think this movie will people will go and see this, but I don't think it's going to be the uh, the turnout that that you think. There's a lot of movies coming out, and uh, a lot of new movies that will be coming out, and I just think that people will avoid uh, this film to see those other films. Uh, I'm sure that they will put this version out on um, a Blu-ray or, or DVD and digital eventually. Now, if they were marketing this as a only in theaters, like this is the only way you'll be able to see this, I think you would get a lot of people to go see it. Um, it is a, it is going to be, in a way, its own movie uh, because they are, like Dane said, they are adding in the uh, Fred Savage scenes, uh, but the movie itself is still going to pretty much be the same. Um, but the reason why they, they did, the reason why they're doing this, uh, Ryan Reynolds said that Fox initially came to him with a Deadpool movie and they only really wanted to do it if they could do a PG-13 version. And Ryan Reynolds kept saying, no, I will only do this movie if it's rated R. I'm not doing a PG-13 movie. And so this was kind of like Fox, you know, after two rated R Deadpool movies, this was Ryan Reynolds saying, okay, we can do a PG-13. But Ryan Reynolds has always wanted Deadpool to be rated R. Uh, and this is, like I said, this is just uh, kind of – Fox's way of adding a few more scenes and getting some more money out of it. Um, I, I think that Ryan Reynolds going forward with Disney, I I just I think he's going to do like he did with Fox. He's going to tell them it has to be rated R. I'm not going to do the movie. 
Uh, if that means they recast somebody, then maybe that's the way they go. But I don't think Marvel necessarily needs to have Deadpool in the MCU um, for it to continue on. Uh, but no, I honestly, myself, I don't have any plans to see it in the theater uh, just because there's so many other movies coming out that we'll be seeing. Uh, Aquaman's definitely on the list. I'll probably see Bumblebee, and uh, I just don't know if I have enough time to see it. Um, I think I, I, I kind of disagree with you uh, when it comes down. I understand everyone wants to think, and I mean, may, maybe to an extent, Ryan Reynolds is like that, uh, you know, that, that he would fight for his way and blah, 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 blah. But him even doing this, I understand maybe he's trying to appease Fox to an extent from doing two. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good reasoning, but I think if they hand him three fucking bags of cash, they're going to tell him to have a Coke you know, have a smile and shut the fuck up, basically, and he'll he'll end up playing the character again. I don't think that that's going to happen uh, if if it ends up being PG-13. And I think that Disney does see potential in the character itself. And I, I actually, I mean, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of competition, and it's definitely um, you know got the same market that's going to be going to see Aquaman. But I think this is surprisingly going to make a pretty decent amount of money. Um, and just show more to Disney that it's, uh, of its worth. I just don't – I unfortunately just don't see a rated R Deadpool movie coming anytime soon. I, I just don't. And I, I don't think that Ryan Reynolds is going to be just dead out of water completely if that's if that's the case. But that's – who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he has more integrity than that. Um, I just don't think that that would be as big of a deal. It's more playing the character and displaying him and the potential to interact with the MCU that I think would be more intriguing than – you know, having being able to say the word fuck a bunch without it being censored and making jokes about it and being even more meta. So I could be wrong, though. Um, any other, any anything else from um, you guys uh, before we move on? Uh, Nick? Nope. All right. Uh, Kaden, mm-hmm. anything else? Nope. Great. You guys are good at this. I like it. All right. <laughs> let's go to this is kind of a cool one. My mom's really excited about this. That's kind of a weird way to start it off. But uh, she was a big fan <laughs> of Johnny Quest. Um, when I was younger, I had to fucking watch that show. I was never a fan because I just didn't like it. It was one of the only Hanna-Barbera shows that just, um, I don't know, it didn't intrigue me. I, I like the Venture Brothers, which is kind of like a a, a, a mocking version of that. Um but uh, Chris McKay, director of Lego Movie and apparently Nightwing sometime soon, maybe not, um, will be directing a Johnny Quest movie. Now, I'm not quite sure if it's been um, mentioned, if it's going to be live action or animated or whatnot, but uh, either way, very interesting. Um, I'm assuming it's going to get modernized to an extent. Um I, I I don't really know if I'm excited about this, but if, like I said, if my mother would like to go see this in theaters, I will take her to go see the damn movie, unless it has horrible <laughs> reviews. Guess what? You can wait until it comes out on fucking on <laughs> on streaming on stream on Netflix, okay? Because I'm not going to see it if it's crap. I don't know. I probably won't be because Chris McKay's making it, and he's a pretty damn good director. But it seems like even more so, Nightwings is on pause. Johnny Quest, here we come. Hayden, uh, do you have any word about this? I mean, I, I just what they've announced as far as him taking over, which, I, I, you know, like I said to y'all in the chat, I mean, it, it pretty much, I think right now, it means that uh, Nightwing is 
way on the back burner unless Warner Brothers decides to move on with another director. Because uh, I think Chris McKay is also going to be working on Dungeons and Dragons, uh, so he definitely has his uh, his plate full. Uh, I never really was much of a Johnny Quest fan growing up, um, but I know a lot of people were fans, so I think this is something that um, you know they're looking forward to. Uh, it got a it got a really good reception on Twitter. Um, a lot of people are saying this is a reboot they can get behind. I think probably because there hasn't been anything Johnny Quest related maybe in a few years. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't really keep up with the character um, too much. Uh, but Chris McKay is a decent director. Um, he's made some you know some pretty good films. Uh, but I would definitely like to see him explore um, you know other opportunities. And this is you know he's definitely getting recognition if they're coming at him for this. He's got the uh, like I said the Dungeons and Dragons movie as well. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it because I really like Chris McKay's work. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of his uh, of, of Lego Movie. Uh, this is, I mean, it's interesting, you know, uh, mythos to pick from. Giant Quest is definitely an interesting character. It's involved with mysteries. You can do somewhat of a James Bond, but kind of flip it to horror-ish, kind of like they had with the television show. Uh, so they're definitely going to have to um, update Haji's look a little bit, um, probably. <laughs> uh, but, um, Nick, uh, are you interested in a Johnny Quest movie uh, from Chris McCain? Were you a Johnny Quest fan at all when you were younger? Did you like it? I actually was. I was a big Johnny Quest fan as a kid. I loved uh, Johnny Quest. I loved Birdman. Um, I loved Space Ghost. Um, I loved all of those, like, that particular style of cartoon. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I was. I, I was a big fan. So, And that was, like, that when Cartoon Network first came out, before they came out with Cartoon Cartoons, um, i.e., like, your... Uh, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, um, uh, Ed, Ed, Nettie, Courage the Cowardly Dog, any of those type of shows. Um, that's mostly what they ran. They ran that and like Scooby-Doo and like some, some older classic cartoons, um, the Flintstones, things like that. Um, so I, I watched a lot of that uh, as a kid. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I did. I, I watched Johnny Quest fairly often. Whenever it was on, I was intrigued. I watched it. I don't remember any of it uh, whatsoever. Um, so, like, I, I in fact, uh, when you when you said they'll have to update Haji, I, I laughed, particularly because I was like, oh, yeah, that was that motherfucker's name. <laughs> like, I, I, it, like, triggered it when you said it, but I, like, I didn't remember that. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I, I won't say, like, I, I'm definitely intrigued by it, um, I, I, like I said, I, I was a fan of it when I was a kid, but it's just not something that I really like committed to memory. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, honestly, I just hope that, um, you know, they won't have any trouble, uh, convincing Mike Pence to step down as vice president so he can be, uh, the older, uh, <laughs> older white dude with the, with the perfect white hair. Um, to, to to star in this film um, because I mean that's just, that's so perfect. Both that and the the Mutant Registration Act. Uh, when Marvel gets the mutant sex, they'll need Mike Pence for that too. Um, but uh, but no, none of n- nonetheless, uh, I I am intrigued for it. Um, I, I I doubt I'll see it in theaters. Uh, I'll be 
probably will definitely be like a wait till Redbox or maybe even HBO. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, like, um, I, I, I do like the fact that Chris McKay's name is attached to it. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of very good work. Um, the, the Lego Batman movie was very enjoyable. Um, and, uh, you, but you know what, you know what I think would make it even better if it was the Lego Johnny Quest movie, like, I think I would be more on board for it if it was the Lego Johnny Quest movie as opposed to animated or live action Johnny Quest uh, because, you know, I I just, uh, I, I really, really, really loved uh, especially the first Lego movie. Um, and uh, I, I, I think that would almost be a better, like, seller uh, than, you know, just, just a live action or, or animated, which I, I'm assuming it's going to be live action. Um, but, uh, but no, we'll, we'll see. I, you know, I, I'm sure, um, you know, it, it could have the potential to be like comedic and super surprisingly fun, kind of like, uh, the Jumanji movie, uh, that came out recently that, you know, a lot of people when it was announced were like, uh, like, and it's not even gonna like, it's, it's, it's not really going to tie into the other movie. You know, we heard all the rumors about, oh, it's going to be a remake. Well, it's not a remake, but it still doesn't tie into the other movie and blah, 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 blah. And then when it came out, it was like, damn, this is a really fucking fun movie. Um, so, I mean, it, it, to me, it kind of, um, in its infancy, has that potential. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see um, how the delivery is. Um, but, you know, Another thing to me is, like, usually Chris McKay doesn't get on board with things that he doesn't have a passion for. Um, so, you know, I was, for that reason, that's why I was so intrigued by, uh, you know, him doing a Nightwing movie, and that's why I also do have uh, a fair amount of intrigue for him doing a Johnny Quest movie. All right, so real quickly, kind of yes or no, you can give a little bit of an answer. Um with this movie coming out, do you think there's even if they're making a Nightwing movie, there's less of a chance that Chris McKay will be directing it? Uh, yes, I do actually. I, like I said, I think that Nightwing is going to be uh, on the back burner now for sure. Um, I think they really want to see how the the Batman movie with Reeves turns out before they really move forward. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I would look for a Nightwing uh, movie um, in the foreseeable future. I think the only way you're going to see Nightwing is going to be on uh, Titans, which is fine because I mean that show's doing really well, and um, you know Britain's Waits I think will make a great Nightwing. So we don't necessarily need a movie, but I think he's just going to be way too busy. And if that is something they want to push, I think they definitely will go with another director. Nick, what do you think? Um, I, well, I mean, I think it's certainly a possibility, but I think obviously, you know, that's going to really come down to when, if and when they decide they do want to do Nightwing and if Chris McKay is still available. Um, and that's impossible to predict um, because we just don't have enough information. Um, so while I will somewhat agree with Kane that that is a possibility that they find a different director, um, I don't necessarily think that them postponing it um, is is significant as to Chris McKay's involvement. I definitely think that this proves that there's if Chris McKay's doing a Nightwing movie, it's not coming out anytime soon because he'll be doing this one mm-hmm. first. So right. that's that's definitely uh, 
something to think about. Uh, our last two stories are about television movies, and it's not on Lifetime, so don't worry about it. We're not just going in that Christmas direction because <laughs> my mom watches way too many of those fucking horrible movies. Um, but either way, AMC seems to be, um, I, I think, rather brilliant uh, behind these two uh, decisions they've made. Uh, first, it was announced that Walking Dead will be making three films uh, with Rick Grimes. Now, if I was a Walking Dead fan, I'd probably be really, and if I or if I actually like decided to watch uh, that last episode where it was apparently going to be Rick Grimes' last time on the show, uh, but they didn't kill him; they lifted him in a helicopter, and now he's going to be in three of his own movies um, coming out on AMC itself. Uh, that they'll just put more time into the character, just, you know, uh, a character piece. So if I was an audience member for that, I would have been kind of pissed, um, just because it seems a little bit cheap. But um, big up on uh, AMC for realizing their viewers have dropped in the last year and a half and, uh, you know, trying to do something to spice up everything. This I don't have as good of a feeling behind, honestly, as the other one we're going to talk about. But it's still cool that Andrew Lincoln will be playing this character in three more. Um, I don't think he's going to keep the beard, by the way. I think that's going to go away because I wouldn't want to fucking do that if I had to wait for three more films. But we're going to see Rick Ryan's basically in films. I don't know what it's going to do for Walking Dead. Um, when it's all said and done, I don't even know if the third one will come out or if we'll have the Walking Dead because, I mean, it does well, but it's, it's, it's a lot. One of the most popular TV uh, shows um, on on television, just period. Uh, but it's just crazy. Um, I would way rather Andrew Lincoln doing other things. Um, I think that that show actually specifically has turned him into a damn good uh, dramatic actor, and I'd like to see him kind of explore stuff and not be known uh, mainly for Walking Dead or the guy from um, that has the uh, the notes in. Um, oh my God, what's that Christmas movie? Just, it doesn't matter. Um, Is it love actually? Nick, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Nick, do you think that there will be a Love Actually 2 in theaters? No, I'm just kidding. Um, what do you think about this decision? <laughs> intrigued to, to, you know, for people like us, or I, I don't know if you, if you don't keep up with the show anymore, but for people that don't keep up with the show, they might still watch this because it has Andrew Lincoln as Rick and some more movie-like qualities. Uh, are you excited about this, or how do you feel? Well, first of all, his role in Love Actually is actually kind of fucking creepy. Um, and they play it up to be super romantic and everything else. But that's fucked up, dude. That's your best friend. And, like, you're in love with his wife. And they're happy. It's not like they're unhappy. They're happy. Um, and, like, and then, you know, you, 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 you maybe confess that you love her in, 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 without meaning to. But, like, you do it. And then you show up, like, later on and, like, show her all these fucking signs and what have you. And it's just like, man, it's, that in real life, that would be like, dude, get the fuck off my fucking porch, dude. I'm happily married. Like, you've just super made things creepy. Um, and now, like, you know, I can't hang out with my husband's best friend because you fucking went and, and you know, did all this. So, like, it's, like, one of the worst fucking parts of love, actually, in my personal opinion. Oh, yeah, you're really it's, like, totally. Well, I mean, the, the, it's got its redeeming qualities. Uh, my mom loves the movie, 
Um, she watches it like every Christmas. Uh, but like, yeah, like that part, like Liam Neeson, uh, and his, his, uh, stepson, like, that's great. Uh, you know, Colin, uh, not Farrell, but the other one, um, and the, the Portuguese lady, like, yes, Colin Firth and the Portuguese lady, like, that's fine. Uh, but that, that shit is fucking, that, that shit's weird. Um, I'm just going to say it. Uh, but anyway. Yes, that is the the second most notable thing that he is known for. Uh, but anyway, back to Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I, I I stopped watching Walking Dead after last season. Um, I made it through season eight, I believe, um, and I felt that I had gotten a, um, a like a good resolution for myself, um, which you know I I is I think I took a cue from Dexter. Because when when I think back to watching Dexter, I think season six of Dexter was like the perfect place to end it. Um, and honestly, like you know, if if for spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen all of the seasons of Dexter, um, you've had plenty of fucking time. So, but uh, just just tune out for the next thirty seconds. Um, you know when when uh, in at the finale of season seven when she uh, when um, what's her name shoots Laguerta. And then runs up and like, you know, is like, oh my god, what did I do? I think that would have been the perfect fucking way to end episode six. Like, shoot Dexter, not like, not really knowing that she was shooting Dexter, and then be like, run up and be like, oh my god, what did I do? And have him die in her arms and like just have like end it there, like with all these fucking questions and shit. Like that would have been the perfect fucking ending. Um, but you know, that's not what we got. But. I, uh, after season eight, you know, which I kind of drudged through, um, and, you know, and actually there's a lot of episodes to, to season seven that I actually liked that a lot of people criticize. Um, I actually loved, um, the episode of, and I don't remember her name, but what's her name? Finding, um, the people, uh, the, the, uh, female community in the woods and her whole, uh, arc by herself, um, I actually, like, really liked that. Um, I thought that was a cool episode. Um, but it, it just got progressive, progressively um, more um, more of a chore to watch to see where things were going. Um, and, and then, like, various directions where I thought they should go, they didn't go. And then when they ended episode, or season eight with, you know, this, this newfound um, secret... Um, thing of, of Maggie and Jesus who, who who made no sense to be there in in, in the picture and Daryl being against Rick uh for, for sparing Negan's life. Um like I uh I, I I just wasn't on board with it. So I just kind of choose to live in a reality where like Rick killed Negan and that was the end. And so I don't I I've rambled a lot, I'm sorry. But long story short, no. I don't care to see I don't care to see three Rick Grimes movies. Um, I, it, it just doesn't intrigue me anymore. I've 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 bookmarked The Walking Dead in my head. I'm not gonna watch it anymore. I, I took it off my DVR list, um, and so I don't even have the option of like, well, I mean, I can do on demand, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, I I just don't um, I don't care anymore. Um, I bookmarked it. It's done in my head, and. Uh, you know, what have you, it is what it is. 
You were you were you were definitely not rambling at all. It was it was beautiful. It was like getting in a car, going in a roundabout, and just keep on going until you decide to fucking <laughs> just take a room. Uh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> that I, uh, I feel like after, that actually is the 20... perfect analogy for what we just uh, what the two of you and all of the listeners just uh, heard. So. Yeah, yeah. Great. After 25 minutes about how your mom loves Love Actually on Christmas, we finally got to your thoughts on Walking Dead. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze, and 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 you gotta fucking you gotta wait for the squeeze, Kanan. I think 15 of our listeners just probably fell over dead or quit listening, so. Sorry. No, I think people actually just... probably agree with me on that fucking love actually thing. Uh, it, you know, especially our female listeners. You know, the the 10% of our listeners that are probably female. Go pop a blue chew, watch love actually, and stroke yourself to it. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm out. All right, Kaden, uh, how do you feel about love actually? I, mean, I don't I mean, care I about that movie. So the about the Walking Dead, dead? Uh, yeah. I love the Walking Dead. I'm a big fan of the comics, um, so I, I still support the show. And I, I was not upset with uh, the way last week's episode ended. And I'm glad that we're getting these movies because it's going to open up. It's not going to be just about Rick. It's also going to be about what's going on in the world. Uh, I know Fear of the Walking Dead kind of tackles what's going on in, in the West Coast, whereas uh, the Walking Dead is the East Coast. Um, and but we're going to actually actually see what's going on in the world. Plus, we're going to find out a little bit more about these people that are flying helicopters, you know, just out of the blue. Uh, I think it's going to give them a little bit more freedom to be open with what they um, with what they can show, uh, since this necessarily won't be so much tied to the comics. But uh, no, I mean. Uh, Andrew Lincoln was the glue that held the show together. I think it's going to continue fine uh, with – I think they're going to have to have more emphasis really on Negan. But if you're a fan of the comics and you know what's coming as far as the Whispers, uh, then I think you're going to be in for a a fun ride this season. Uh, They've definitely brought in some more cast members. Uh, Dan Fogler, I love him as an actor, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he provides to the show. Hopefully he's not one and done. Uh, but I think the show's still going to hang on, uh, you know, and, and do fine. You're right, Dane. The show has lost, uh, you know, viewers. There are some people that have checked out, and that and that's fine. Uh, it's still one of the most top-rated shows on television. Um, and yeah, the more Rick Grimes, the better. I'm glad they didn't uh, spoiler alert kill him off because then you just kind of, you know, you just gave people no hope of him ever coming back. And like I said. He's been one of the most consistent, popular characters, um, you know, for that franchise. But, uh, no, I'm excited, and I'm actually looking forward to watching it tonight. Yeah, Rick Grimes is like a character who who goes uh, in, like, two patterns. He's, like, calm, cool, and collected and leading the group, or he's, like, depressed, and he's, like, losing everything. He's, like, unhinged. And he, like, goes back and forth between those two personalities throughout the show. And, I don't know, just – it. I, I, I guess I, I, I couldn't disagree with you more as far as um, the way they do his character, at least on the show. I have never read the comics, so I can't speak to the comics. 
but the way they portray oh, the character on the show. Oh, I don't you disagree with me quite a bit, but that's that's fine because we actually this actually makes the show better that we don't agree on everything. So yeah, no, uh, I mean, but no, I mean does. that's that's fine. I mean, you're, but he in the comics he goes back and forth as well. He's a very he's a very flawed character because he has lost so much, and he's got a lot of burden on him to be this leader when he wants right. other people to step up and be the leader, and they just they don't want to. They're too busy fighting each other. I think him and Negan have a lot in common, except uh, Rick isn't this uh, sociopath who thinks he has to control everything, whereas Negan does. Right. But you will see Negan this season come to grips. And realize that Rick was right all along on how to rule, and he didn't necessarily do the right thing, um, because that's how uh, Negan became in the comics. So, uh, you know, like I said, if you if you quit watching, you know, it may be too late for you to catch back up. But for people that are watching or you know are on the fence about continuing to watch, I definitely would give this season a uh, you know see it to the end, and then make your mind up if you want to come back for next season. Yeah, and I get that. I, think I, I, just, I, I just I I couldn't do it anymore. I just it was too much of a of a of a drudge. And like Dane said, you have to pick and choose the things you watch because there's so much content out there. Um, and uh, you know, I just I, I had to call it quits on it. Um, and and you know, like a, a lot of people had called the quits on it before I did. Um, and uh, and you know, I, I mean, I guess. That, yeah, and then like they just didn't seem to be missing it. Um, but you know, I'm glad I made it to where I made it. Um, and I actually will agree with you in this, Kane. And um, I do think the dichotomy of the character of, of Rick and Negan was by far the most interesting part that they didn't explore enough, in my opinion, in season eight. Um, and I don't know. There's just a lot of different ways that they can take it. Um, I actually did not um, mind at all the way they handled Carl's character. That wasn't, um, like, I know a I'm lot so of, I, I heard a lot of people saying, like, that was, like, the the, the, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back for them, and that wasn't it for me. Um, and actually, I thought that was one of the most beautiful episodes. First of all, um, um, the song that they play uh, in the opening of that is a Bright Eyes song, and it's a fucking beautiful song. Uh, it's called At the Bottom of Everything. Uh, and that was, like, a, such a cool way for them to, like, do that, that episode. And I actually thought that was actually pretty well put together. I just, like, as a whole, I was just like, you know what, I'm just, I I felt like I've, I've got closure with where these characters are, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I, I, I think I would actually, like I said, I would hold Dexter in so much, higher regard if I just stopped after season six and so I was like yeah, I'm just I'm I'm good like no complaints I'm, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not yeah. gonna you know what have you but um but I'm good you know so but you know obviously there's still a lot of people out there who, who love the show and still want to continue to watch I would and, you know, I would rather you. I would rather play Pokemon Go again than watch another episode of fucking Walking Dead. Sorry, I'm one of those bitter <laughs> fans that got really exploded the goddamn shit. Um, well, it's a good it thing didn't... we don't care what you think, Dang. That's why you're the host. Well, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. So you can, you know what I also think? I think that you should stop after season four of Dexter. And I, I think that you shouldn't even listen to Kanan at all, period. So. Oh, season okay. six is so good, though, Dexter. That's my it's favorite season. It's terrible. Dude, Colin Hayes right. was uh, fucking amazing. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead. 
I was pretty sure. I thought actors. we were season four. Are you talking about season four of The Walking Dead? No, Not, season four uh, of uh, Dexter. The Trinity oh, no, I, I actually need to I actually need to watch, finish that. The Trinity Killer was. Anyways, anyways, this is actually yeah. Don Lithgow was great. Uh, this is actually one I'm looking forward to. Um, well, depends. Uh, I have not been able to finish Better Call Saul. It was another one of the shows where I loved the first season. I just kind of fell off, and then I got really behind. But I'll eventually go back. But Breaking Bad has been, hands down, I think one of my favorite series from start to finish. Uh, might be of all time, honestly. I just think that every season was good, and some of them that weren't as good as others, they, I mean, it never was bad, basically. It never had, like, a Dexter, you know, season where it was like, what the fuck, you know, compared to the one right before it. Um, Dexter's a good example, I think, of that. But Breaking Bad is apparently coming out with a movie, um, and the rumor is that it's going to be about Jesse Pinkman of, after the events of what happened in the season finale of Breaking Bad. I don't think Walter White is coming back. I think he's dead. But, I, well, I don't think him living is coming back. But if, if we were to go and roll with uh, this being a sequel about Jesse, about what happens to him afterwards, I would assume that you could possibly see kind of like what you saw in the last season of Daredevil, where Jesse is hallucinating and seeing Walter yell at him and give him advice oh. and shit they throughout it. That's what I would assume. If they're going to get Brian Cranston to come back, it would probably be like that because Jesse's had PTSD. There's reason why he could envision that. Like the, I mean, especially if he's on the run now from whoever, uh, a close up story for J- Jesse Pinkman. It kind of, I, I don't need it, but if they do it the right way, I'm interested. If it's any other thing, I don't really know how you can make a movie out of it. Um, try to go back and do a season between seasons. That seems stupid. Um, I, I think that don't touch Breaking Bad, the eight seasons that you have. If it is a sequel like that and a wrap up for Jesse, I'll be okay if they don't bring Brian Cranston back. That's that's going to be like uh, alive, basically. I don't mind the scenario I just gave, which is something possible, but I, I'm excited about this regardless. I love I love Breaking Bad. I love what uh, Vince Gilliam did with that show, and I think that. He, he if, if he has an idea and a passion to do this movie, there's got to be a reason for it. Uh, Nick, how do you feel about the idea of a Pink Bad movie on AMC and it possibly being a sequel related to what happens to Jesse after the events of the final episode? Well, from the reports that I read, that's what it's going to be, um, and that makes the most sense. Um, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't need to see like in between or anything like that. Um, and of course, even those of us who haven't finished the series, myself included, unfortunately, um, it's on my queue. I, it's, it's like the first thing on my fucking queue. And I, 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 it, it's just, it, there's a lot of episodes and, you know, I need it. I need to just carve out the time to like, you know, really delve into it. I recently did that for the office and, and finally watched every episode of the office. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I mean, I, I I think it's a great idea, um, especially from what I've heard as far as the character, where the character is left is is a, kind of up in the air. Um, and though you don't need it, it like if if they do it right, um, yeah, it could be very intriguing. Um, and like from the episodes that I have seen, the majority of the first season. Um, and then some sporadic episodes here or there. 
Um, I I definitely think that uh, uh, his character merits revisiting. Um, you know, because I mean, a he's he's a damn good actor, and b like it's one of the greatest television series of all time. I would say, in the grand spectrum of things, probably one of the top five greatest television series. Um, a lot of people put it at their number one, um, but like easily top five as far as like um, just like generic. Um, uh, I shouldn't say generic, but like um, mass. Uh, audience uh, rating, if you will. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it could be very interesting to see uh, where this character ends up and and uh, give a bookend to his character and and you know uh, like that 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 very much. Uh, I, I think it's very intriguing, um, and I I hope that uh, if they do announce this. Uh, like or when they do announce this and release uh, the release of it all and everything, uh, I very much hope that I can have finished the Walking or Walking Dead, uh, Breaking Bad by then, so that I can uh, you know be uh, where I need to be in order to watch it because uh, it's definitely been something that I've wanted to uh, join the ranks in for a long time. Sort of like Juwan wanting to join the ranks of. Those who uh, have watched uh, Game of Thrones and are um, very much into that, I just hope I have more fortitude and and can follow through better than Juwan could with Game of Thrones. You didn't even finish the first fucking episode. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Juwan, go play Ocarina of Time. I think, Ju- I think Juwan... I think Juwan wants every uh, show that comes out to be a hardcore porno because that's the only thing he seems to be able to finish. Well, that's where his interest lies. But that's the thing. If if that's the case, he should watch like all of the first season of Game of Thrones because that's what it is. Boobies. Yeah, that's Boobies. true. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> Kanan, what do you think? Uh, do you do you like this idea? Uh, do you like the scenario possibly about it being a sequel with Jesse? And how many times do you think Aaron Paul's going to say the word bitch in it? <laughs> He's gonna say bitch, Science, bitch. Uh, probably every every five minutes. You're gonna hear him say bitch. Uh, but you know what? It's like I'm not I'm not disappointed that they're actually doing this because um, this just seems to be a trend. You take you're taking hit shows and you're either doing a spinoff or you're doing uh, prequels and stuff like that. We're gonna get a prequel to Game of Thrones. Uh, maybe even a couple of them once uh, this season ends. Uh, they've already sure. done a spinoff of uh, Breaking Bad. Is the rumors are going to be Yeah, Michael C. Hall talked about coming back and doing Dexter um, again. Uh, so, I mean, you know, they're just taking some people enjoyed and, and, they're, and they're bringing it back. So, um I don't know where they're really going to go with this. It's like maybe Brian Cranston, like you said, if this will be something like he'll come back maybe in like a flashback or he'll pop up in like a, maybe a hallucination or something. Uh, I think they're going to find a way to get him involved. I just don't really think you could have something breaking bad without him showing up. Cause I think he's even shown up in uh, the better call Saul uh, shows. I think he's made an appearance once or twice. Uh, if I'm not, mer- uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it, 
I'm not even like wowed by any of this anymore. I mean, this is just seems to be the trend uh, is doing prequels and spinoffs. Yeah, it just uh, if they can make it not fuck up the rest of it, that would be really preferable. That's my biggest thing. Yes. But uh, regardless, I'm definitely gonna check it out. I hope it is about Jesse. Love Aaron Paul. I wish that he kind of gotten more of a jump start after that show. I haven't seen him in a lot of anything yeah. besides obviously. He was in the uh, cult show uh, where he's a leader of it. Oh, I forgot what it, what it was called, but it was on Hulu. That I, I, I was meaning to check out, but I never got a chance to. So maybe I should go check that out and then shut the fuck up. Regardless, it's the end of the episode. And we had a great episode tonight, guys. Um, I was about to say of Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Rock show. Geek Lives Live. If you guys want to check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance, it's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. EST. Anyways, but still. Great show tonight. We didn't have Joel and Jawan here, but we didn't. We didn't need them. Just kidding. I miss you guys. Come back. I had these two that were just yelling at each other, bickering like friggin' brothers and shit the whole entire fucking time. <laughs> God. All right. Either way. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good show. Uh, definitely check us out every Sunday. Um, we usually put it out at eight o'clock. Sometimes it's different. We'll let you know. That's the whole point. Kanan will put stuff yep. on social media. We will let you mother effers know about it, Geek Vibes Nation. But either way, I want to thank both my co-hosts tonight. Uh, first, Kanan, thank you so much for uh, joining us, sir, and, and letting any, anything that you got to tell them, tell the people. I uh, just want to once again thank our sponsor, BlueChew.com. Uh, definitely check out our website, gvnation.com. We're always up to date on uh, all the great breaking news and articles. And, uh, yeah, just make sure you check us out on Twitter, uh, Geek Vibes Nation, and check us out on Facebook, and just keep on uh, being geeky out there. And, Nick, same thing. What Say, 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 say some lovely words to our listeners. Indeed. Uh, I... Would like to say uh, we're going to have Full Court Press Tuesday at 7. Big fucking news coming down the pipes. Jimmy Butler has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. You're going to have my take on that. You're going to have Luke, Dane's brother, uh, his take on that. Uh, and then if Joel and Juwan can actually fucking show up, you're going to have their take on that. Uh, but it's going to be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a huge fucking trade that has big implications for the NBA. Uh, so be sure to join us Tuesday at 7 for Full Court Press uh, because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yep, me and my brother are related. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> check out Full Court Press. Check out Geek Vibes Live on Sunday. Check out Top Ten Show. Check out Rest of the Geeks Alliance on Wednesdays. Guys, we have a lot of shows. We have a great website. We are dominating this mother effer right here. Hope you guys have a great evening. Thank you once again for our sponsor, Blue Chew. And let the geek vibes be with you. Stole it from you, Nick. Peace! Always. Hey, monkeys, it's me, D-D-P, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of Diamond Cutter, the three-time world champion professional wrestler, WWE Hall of Famer, and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you monkeys, well, you're listening to Geek Vibes Nation. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs>